Hey, what's going on? A uh, happy Tuesday to you as we are uh, out here at Munganas St. Louis Acura. Joe Roderick, Mike Claiborne with you. Another episode of Lunch with Claibs and Joe. Claibs uh, surrounded by a lot of uh, beautiful cars here at Munganas St. Louis Acura. Yeah, you know, uh, this is one of the few places in St. Louis where you can actually find a vehicle. And one of the things I would suggest, if you're thinking about trading yours in, if you want to sell yours, they're looking for used cars as well. But they do have a nice selection. I wouldn't wait. As you all know, we have the supply chain shortages and cars aren't as readily, readily available. But here, because of the size, they have a few more that are available. They have a lot of used cars as well. So come on out and check them out. Or you can go online and check them out as well. I know a lot of people are buying cars offline, online these days. This might be a good start for you. Yeah, and you can find them all online too, stlouisacura.com or sponsor here of uh everything we do at claves on line uh claves uh not not a whole not a whole lot on the docket today to uh to get to but gotta spend a lot of time with uh with the topics that we have and we we start with the the bad from last night in st louis down at enterprise center the blues fall uh, uh six to three to the colorado avalanche now down three to one in the uh, in the series and what started off, I don't know if you had a chance to to watch the game yeah. up there in the booth. I know at the stadium they showed the highlight as soon as it happened. You, you they got off to a good start, and then quickly things unraveled for the uh, for the Blues, who you were hoping would, would kind of ride Valhuso and get get some sort of life out of, after losing Jordan Bennington. Well, one of the things, and you're right about last night. I remember when I was up in the booth; it was one nothing. And by the time I got to the field, it was 3-1. Mm-hmm. And I think it ended up being 4-1. Uh, when I left the ballpark, it was 4-2. No, 4-1. And I went to another destination. It was 4-3. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. We got a shot. We got mm-hmm. a whole period to climb back in it. They just didn't have it. And there's a lot of reasons. You know, goaltending is average. You got to be above average against a good team like Colorado. Uh, you only have three or four guys that are actually contributing uh, with regard to offense. And, you know, they got sidetracked, and, and I get the whole thing about Kadri. But, you know, they got, they got outworked last night. They got outskated. They got outworked. They got outhit. And, uh, obviously, they got outtalented. And that's something that the Blues cannot afford to have happen again. So let's start from the goal line. Uh, what do you have to lose by throwing Lindgren in on Wednesday? At this point, nothing. Six goals yesterday in the game, and yeah, a few of those – Three of them were his fault. I was going to say, a, a few of them were soft goals to give up. Yeah. So, is it a, I mean, is it a case of Bennington – I mean, because remember, Huso started the first game of the playoffs. He was your goalie. Bennington won that job back and did not lose that job until he got injured. And Huso wasn't expecting to come in when he was in uh, in game three and you, you there's saw no excuse about no they, but you know i'm just saying wasn't maybe fully warmed up whatever but he was ready to go he well, knew I'll, he I'll, knew the job was his and there was nobody coming for him yesterday and he he didn't have a good game well i'm gonna back you up on that he wasn't ready no when you show up to the rink or the game ballpark you have to have the mindset that i'm going to go into this game so if he wasn't mentally prepared, then he's got bigger problems as far as his career is concerned. But to think about Bennington, who was playing okay. He wasn't as sharp as maybe we've seen him in the past, but you know what? He was doing a nice job. 
So at this point, Huso has had the opportunity, and has, as I said, he's just been average. Cannot be average in the playoffs. You have to be above that. So what do you have to lose with Lingering? Now, I know he had five games. He was 5-0 and at St. Louis. Um, but you got to figure out what he, whether he's part of your future anyway because Huso is going to be unrestricted, mm-hmm. and I think the chances of him staying when you're already paying a guy $5 million, uh, you cannot do that. So – there's a lot of moving parts here, so I don't think you you don't lose anything by playing Linger. They uh, next game for them is coming up on tomorrow, uh, uh, tomorrow on Wednesday, an earlier start time uh, with the Tampa series being a uh, being a sweep. That one being over. I I haven't heard your opinion on Kadri and what's going on there, and I I don't think. We can we can call it a completely dirty play. What happened to Bennington? But it just it's one of those cases where it's always Kadri that that seems to be involved in dirty plays during his career, multiple suspensions during his career, and the way that the not only the Colorado. I mean, you expect that out of the Denver media to kind of shift the narrative of him being the victim now, but it seems to be the case nationally. The NHL media has kind of made this into him being the victim whether it be the, the water bottle or the few internet trolls that are that are saying things to him. And now it seems like he's done nothing wrong and he's, you know, he, he's the good guy in this situation. Well, that's why I don't pay attention to that because I thought that play was borderline, but because of his track record, yep. I think that's why we look at it even closer. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Let's take Ryan O'Reilly. If Ryan O'Reilly had done that, everybody would have said, well, you know what? It was just one of those plays mm-hmm. because everybody considers him an honest hockey player. You can't say that about Kadri. His track record has proven time and time again, and he shrugs his shoulders like, what, what did I do? Uh, so I had a problem with that. Uh, but here's the other thing. He's a really good player. I mean, he had 90 points this year. So, I mean, it wasn't like he was, you know, a fourth-line cement head. Um, but that, that you can't take your eye off the ball, okay? You still have to go out and play and there's a time and place for everything. I remember when Nick Kiprios did it to Grant Fuhr. Yep. And it was a similar play. And Grant Fuhr's knee was shredded. And the Blues waited until the following season to handle him. And, and I'll for, never forget, Toronto came in St. Louis. Nick Kiprios is out there. And here comes Tony Twist. And the rest was history. So whatever happens to Kaji won't happen in, in, in Colorado on Wednesday. It'll happen next year. Uh, but I would also suggest the Blues go out and find some more muscle between them because next year when the Blues play them, they'll play uh, Curtis McDermott, and he's one of the tough guys in this league, and the Blues don't have an answer for a guy like that. So, you you know, but that's down the road. Uh, Kadri is a distraction, but he's a good player, and the Blues can't be worrying about this guy right now. And if you get your chance, yeah, you unload on him, but I don't think you go out of your way like we saw last night. And the thing about it was, uh, Perron and Bruce Navich got penalties for. That's what I was just gonna say. Perron, but, you know, but, but Perron they came, came out, out scored goals. They, they, and, they even, even not, the, and, yeah. and it wasn't even only that. It wasn't even the fact that the Avalanche scored goals. It was Kadri that scored yeah. the goals. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, it was, you know it, that it, you, it you do something good. like that. You do something like that not only to say to your team, you know, I got your back. Get the crowd into yeah. it because the crowd after that was like, hey, you know, they you know, up one nothing down this quick already, and Perron goes and does that and. It's also too to put you down to a five on three advantage. That that's you're you're not maybe you're getting the crowd excited for about thirty seconds, but you're not helping your team at all. Yeah, 
and I think some would call it either selfish or dumb. Take your pick. Um, that's why I said timing is everything, and there's a time and place to deal with him. I think the emotions got a little high because they realized that this guy was really has been one of the difference makers in the series. So you you have to move on. You you got to focus on tomorrow and going back to playing St. Louis Blues hockey and winning a few puck battles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they just got out play. They have to make Colorado uncomfortable like they did the last game in Colorado where they got frustrated. Uh, and how they do that, it starts with the first shift and how they come up. And the next shift's got to do it. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Baruby shake up a few things along the way. Uh, and that's fine. I mean, you don't have anything to lose. You're playing with house money right now. The uh, next game, again, 7 o'clock Central Time uh, on Wednesday. That uh, series goes back to Colorado. Do you, you think it comes back to St. Louis? Do you think we're too far gone? Well, I don't know. You got a lot of pride in that dressing room. Yeah. You know, you have some guys who really have been together for, what, they have 10 guys in the cup team in there. Mm-hmm. So those guys I don't think are going to roll over. I think it's guys like Cairo and Thomas and some other guys have to be – they have to step up. They really do. And, and right now they they haven't been able to click. And, you know, maybe Tarasenko pops one home early and get, get him going. Uh, you're going to need productivity because we boasted about how the Blues' bottom six were better than Colorado's mm-hmm. bottom six. Well, they haven't proven it so far. So now they've got to go out and prove it and, and do it starting tomorrow night. If not, then we'll see you next year. This is lunch with Klaibs and Joe. We're out at Munganass St. Louis Acura, also powered by Ameren, Illinois, and sponsored by the HomeLoanExpert.com. The other two series in the uh, NHL, we, we mentioned the the Lightning just finished off their sweep of the uh, of the Panthers. That's now what three straight years, or is it four straight years? They've gone now to the conference uh, championship. Four, uh, four. So That's, yeah, this would be three. Three. The they're back to back. Off by Columbus in the first. Round, okay, remember? so three straight years now, Tampa, which is unheard of. It, and by the way, if they win, uh, if they go all the way, it'd be first team. It's got to be at least forty years that a team has won three in a row. I'm trying. I mean, the the Blackhawks, the Penguins, they had their runs in the early two thousands, but it was at every other. I was just, I was trying to think if they lost it all in the champion no, in the in the no, Stanley Cup they finals were in at all. or they weren't or they didn't win or they didn't. Yeah, that's it's impressive. I mean, it, it is. It's impressive, and this is what and, they, the, and, and the best is, players hurt. I was gonna say this is four straight for Pat Maroon yeah. to be in the uh, to be in and the he conference. He gets a big goal last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, you know, you look at because he really hadn't done much because he hadn't played much. Mm-hmm. You know, Florida skates too well to put Maroon out there in a lot of situations, but in this case, he gets some ice and he takes advantage of it. I, I don't know how John Cooper keeps that punch together. I, well, it helps with Kucherov and Hedman and, and some and Stamkos. That's a nice nucleus, and your goaltender is as good as anybody. Uh, so you have that working for you, but everybody else has been able to feed off of it. Corey Perry play, is playing like a 20-year-old again, and, and there's some other guys who have really stepped up their game. And uh, I just hope they don't run out of gas because, remember, when you go all the way in the finals, you play longer than yeah. everybody. And your summer is very short. And when you look at the way the last two years, well, three years, I mean, really the way that the they've been made up yeah. with the with the way the season has been scheduled. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, just take it. I mean, for example, right now we are closing in on knowing who the two teams are in the NBA Finals, and usually the Stanley Cup Finals and the NBA Finals are usually at the exact same, same time. time. Yeah. 
And right now, NHL's two weeks behind. We we know how much how many gaps they had in the season this year with when they were starting late, supposed to have the Olympic break, everything else that's happened. COVID. Yeah. So, and then you go back and you look at the way the last two years less games, but different finishes to to both seasons yeah. and and different scheduling for both seasons. It's the the fact that it got, you know, a lot of these players, you just take Pat Maroon for example, how many years has he been in the NHL? You get to a you know, routine in the calendar and that's been thrown off for for a lot of these sports. Yeah. So the uh two games tonight also in the NHL, the Rangers look to tie it up in Madison Square Garden. Uh they're down uh, two games to one. And then Carolina's the, a superior team. The Oilers in at home, they're up two to one over uh over the Flames. You know, that Oilers series and now with Luch Luchik out uh for five games, um that that series may have a real different turn to it. I still think Calgary's a better team. Mm-hmm. Um and I think Calgary can get to the finals. We will uh, take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the winning team in St. Louis from uh, last night uh, down the road at Bush Stadium. Talk about that game and a little baseball talk for you as we are broadcasting from Munganass St. Louis Acura. It's lunch with Claves and Joe, powered by Ameren, Illinois, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, and also sponsored by the HomeLoanExpert.com. <laughs> My name is Jeremy Sibri. I am one of the owners of Pawford K9. Marcus Galmore, co-owner of Pawford K9. What makes us different from other dog companies is there is no breed left behind. We stand by that 120%. We specialize in aggressive behavior modification. We don't turn away. We bring them in for a free, free evaluation to see if we can help the dog. Here at Pawford K9, we focus on the owners. Educating the owners. How do I get this dog to give me the behaviors that I'm asking for without the treats? Mm-hmm. So that's when me and Marcus come in. We train the dog so when you take the dog home, you don't need the treats. The dog is doing it because you're asking it to. After each training package, we go through a series of lessons. We keep going until the owner gets it. We make sure that they go over the beatings with their dog and that dog is listening before they, before they leave here. But also we follow up when they get home is your pup listening to you here? If it's not, we one phone call away, we'll make a trip. We got the Pawpig Mobile where we go out to their homes and make sure their dog is okay. Hey, coming up on May 28th, Saturday, May 28th, the Cardinals host the Brewers, and that day, 25,000 fans ages 16 and older. We'll take home a stainless steel tumbler featuring Yadier Molina, courtesy of Coca-Cola and Quick Trip. The 30-ounce tumbler comes in two styles. You're not going to know which one you get until you open up the box when you enter the gates at Bush Stadium. For tickets, you can visit cardinals.com slash promotions, one of the uh, more popular one of my giveaways. Popular one of my favorites. I have a whole collection of them. I, I know my parents have, yeah. I think, two or three of them. So I know they yeah, – uh, They're good with water, yeah. wine. Protein shake. There you go. Yeah. Look at that. It looks a little, the little wood. I like the yeah. wood, the, the the wood look that they uh they have to them this year coming up on May 28th. So get your tickets now to make sure you get one of the Yachty tumblers. And who's who's to say this might be the last Yachty tumbler? It will be. It, it might. I mean, they 
Well, they may carry it over one more year. They'll have when you know what the year he goes into the Hall of Fame. That's that's no. the year they they do that and they retire the number four. That's uh they'll they'll have the Yachty Tumbler that weekend. weekend. That yeah. that'll be the weekend Yachty Tumbler. <laughs> so hey, last time for a while before you get that uh, that Yachty Tumbler from uh, Bush Stadium again May twenty eighth. That's uh you know what you need to throw one on there too. They need to have one of him pitching. On the uh, on don't another think Yachty somebody Tumblr. had to probably run that by somebody. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't miss much over there. The, a, a third Yachty Tumbler, maybe with him on the uh, on the mound, looking over his shoulder as he gives up one of those two home runs. <laughs> he and Albert have a, a, even more in common now. If they don't come out with some sort of giveaway this year for uh, with Albert and Yachty pitching. They uh that that's something that needs to happen. I feel like right. it's uh, at some point this year with the uh, with the Cardinal giveaways. But anything, hey, cardinals.com slash promotions is where you can find all of that and get your tickets for those giveaways back in 90 seconds. The future of electric vehicles is beginning to grow across the Midwest, but there's a lot of work to be done before most people will feel comfortable switching from gas to EV. Ameren, Illinois President and Chairman Richard Mart gives us some insight into how they're preparing by adding more electric vehicle charging stations. Our vision is to basically have charging stations every 60 or miles or so, you know, from Cook County all the way to the tip of the state down to the Kentucky area, mm-hmm. and then across the state, east and west, going toward Kansas and Iowa uh, to, the, to the west and going toward Indiana uh, uh, to the east. And so uh, we, we feel that uh, within the next few years, we'll probably add, probably you know, we're hoping to add 60 to, to 70 a year over the next five years to really complete that infrastructure for the entire Midwest. In fact, uh, the Midwest now has all the utilities in the Midwest are joining together to coordinate that. So, uh, which is the first time it's ever happened that you've had Wisconsin say, okay, we're going to build our charging stations here, and Illinois say, okay, well, we can tap on here in Missouri. This makes sense for us. So we can expand that north, south, east, and west by coordinating with other utilities. Hey, back here, lunch with Klaibs and Joe from Munganass, St. Louis Acura, also powered by Ameren, Illinois, and our uh, friends at the HomeLoanExpert.com. You just saw Richard Mark of uh, Ameren. Then the the electric vehicles, you go over to Alton Toyota, a lot of those electric vehicles there at the Alton Toyota store will be there next month as we uh, as we switch back and forth, going back and forth between seeing our, uh, our friend Clayton Patterson here or Jamie Burkhardt over there at alton toyota claims last night at the ballpark i you know what um i know you were you you said um yesterday morning when we talked yesterday morning that you had to do your research on the blue jays and yesterday when i was doing mine for uh daily cards live with bob ramsey i was shocked to see just how much that team's struggling this year with the i think a lot of people a lot of the experts had the blue jays as a team that was a world series contender going into the season when you look at the the young talent they had the good pitching they went out and got and then adding chapman to the uh, to the lineup i think it's a team a lot of people thought would run away with the east uh, contend with the East. nobody expected the yankees to do what the yankees are doing to start the year this year but when you look at those batting averages it's quick to see where the blue jays trouble is and they they are you know 
got two they're or like, three guys that can hit. They're like the Cardinals. Yeah. They're like a lot of teams in the game now where I, I think you're going to see some guys start to warm up a little bit. But I think everybody's kind of struggling right now as far as finding consistent offense up and down the lineup. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, you know, everybody's got two or three guys that you know are pretty good. But you got to have more than that in order to really be a successful team and show the consistency. And, and they don't show it right now. Mm-hmm. But you can look at their lineup and say, all right, this guy's pretty good. This guy's proven. It takes time for a younger team. You know, I, but I was impressed with them. I, you know, they, they, their starter, Barrios, last night was good. That's the guy I, I would have liked. I would have, I, I would have, you know, that's a, he was a free agent out there. Mm-hmm. That would have been a real nice pickup. Yeah, no, I agree. That, that they went and they scored. The one guy, I mean, you look at the similarities. Like, Kevin Biggio was on the on the team got covid instead of bringing back they sent him to triple a and they said you know what you're you're struggling up here you let's see how if you were affected much by it you go down to triple a similar to the cardinals sending de young down to triple a i know de young's been up in the big league level for a little bit longer then you look at a guy like tioscar hernandez mvp candidate last year similar to tyler o'neill hitting under 200 this year Similar to Tyler O'Neill, it's the the similarities I think are there with the with the two teams offensively for the uh, for the struggles that they're that they're having this year. But when you look at that and you go, God, Vlad and then Bichette and then Hernandez used to be uh, that that used to be really you know fearsome, but now you look and you go, okay, yeah, I, you know you're right. Uh, I was kind of uh, intrigued by how they pitched Guerrero. Um, especially middle in the game where they had runners in scoring position mm-hmm. and they, they decided to pitch them with a base open. But they pitched them right because, you know, sometimes we get caught up in the shift. So it was almost like, all right, we're going to pitch to him, but we're not going to give him anything that he can really hit. Mm-hmm. So he expanded his strike zone and grounded out to Gorman, and that's how the inning ended. So – you get teams and players that get a little frustrated. They want to expand their strike zone. They start hitting the pitcher's pitch. And I think we see more of that right now. Not to say that these pitchers are great. I think the hitters are helping the pitchers more than, than ever as far as getting out. God, you you watch you watch Vlad Guerrero up there and the cuts that he takes. He, he's, a, he, he's his father's son. But you know, one of the things, <laughs> though, he didn't have the strikeout to walk. I didn't think his strikeout ratio was that bad for a guy who can hit for power. And mm-hmm. last year we saw him hit for average. Um, he's an accomplished player, even mm-hmm. at a young age. And I, I'm really looking forward to watching him grow, especially in the American League. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I want to see that guy on a regular basis. you got to see him every year yeah, now. I mean, true. starting next year, you're going to see him every yeah. year. It might be two games, but that's, hey, that's fine. Yeah, and that, that, I think that's going to be – I think next year between the schedule – the pitch clock is going to have a significant difference uh, in how we do things, uh, not only for pitchers, but hitters as well. And it, I think it's going to be good for the game mm-hmm. because we can't have the guy – like last night, Giovanni Gallegos was in the 27 to 30-second range mm-hmm. between pitches. Normally he's like 24, 26, but last night he extended it. And if you look at the last two outings of, of Hudson – and Hicks, they're kind of falling into yeah. that mode, and they got to change that. So that's going to change a lot, and I think we're going to see better hitting, and I think we're going to see better pitching. But for this year, 
I just think it's taking guys a little longer to get it figured out because teams are trying to do some things differently too. The uh, let's talk about the Cardinals and that's you know the the Gallegos the the bullpen uh, last night. I think there were a lot of questions as to how Ali Marmol was going about using the bullpen when he brought in Palante there in place of Michaelis. I, I I tweeted out at the time too. I wanted I, to get ahead of it. I questioned that move because I thought that's a place. You know what? Screw eighth inning guy, ninth inning guy stuff. I thought that was where you bring in Ryan Helsley to get the strikeouts right there. We later find out why Helsley wasn't brought in there. It seems Helsley's your new closer, as because you you see that happen, and then Gallegos comes in in the eighth. It's like, wait a second, what mm-hmm. is what's happening here? At some point this weekend, Gallegos, even though he he closed on Friday. He was He's, good on yeah, Friday. Yeah, he came out five the five strikeouts. Yeah, at some point. But, but, you know, could it have been more of a matchup situation? Because they were giving him a lot of right-handed hitters. Uh, I thought Cabrera would have been squeezed in there at some point. So I, I, I think that there's some validity to what you say about Helsley being a potential closer. But in my conversations with him about pitching, if you notice he's a guy who can give you two innings, give you three if you need him but that means you can't use him the next day mm-hmm. and i think he's a guy for right now you want to get the best out of him at least two days a week if not three but i don't think he's a guy you're going to see you know four days a week because he goes longer mm-hmm. and until he- maybe that's the way the game is going where relievers are going to have to be more conditioned to go beyond the one inning it's something that he's got to figure out. And then I think the Cardinals have to make sure they stagger enough guys to make sure they have themselves covered. Yeah. As you, as you look at the bullpen and just kind of how, you know, we'll, we'll see the next time it's a close game in the ninth, I guess we'll see who they bring out as, as the closer. But, but here's but, the thing. I won't go, I wouldn't put too much in that. I think you got to look at who's, who's hot as far as who's a guy mm-hmm. who hasn't pitched that much. And I think matchups come, come into play. Um, Ollie's a guy who, you know, he does, he, he, he kind of goes by the book, but he also has a bit another book in his pocket on two things. One, how many guys need rest and also who might be, bar- who might be hurt. And he'd like to try and slide them if he could to another day. I think another thing that has to be looked at is the use of, of Palante, who has been very good this yeah. year. He's not a guy you bring in in the middle of the inning. He's not a guy you bring out with runners on base. He well, is a guy that if you're you need somebody in the sixth or seventh inning, and it's not a left-handed situation there at the time, then I think that's he needs to start an inning fresh, get you three outs, and go back because I don't think you have that luxury <clears throat> all the time. No, you don't. But I, I think that's where you need to find somebody that will because I think Palante has done a great job of getting outs. I think he lets too many base runners on. So when you put him out there with bases loaded, yeah, that that was not an ideal position to put him well, in. Okay, Mr. Second Guesser, who would you have put in that situation? I t- well, I already said Helsley. Yeah. I already said so but, that but you could use Helsley because as we learn later, he yes. Was, so, so that's I, I so that's where I put it. And I, I put it out. I first guessed. I, I guessed before it happened and I said Helsley here, but we we found out there. So I, I would imagine 
Ali is going to get asked about that tonight at the ballpark before the uh, before the game. I did he talk about it after the game? Did you uh, did you I, happen to hear? I, I was not able to hear. Yeah, because you uh, I know your star of the game yesterday was uh, was Brendan Donovan. Donovan. He didn't want to do it. I was like, look, man, <laughs> if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be standing here right now winning the game because that play mm-hmm. he made in the ninth inning would have been a difference. Maker. Yeah. So he's a good kid though. I, I think for for youngsters. Go to the ballpark and watch him and watch how he puts work in. This guy has a handful of gloves that he works with every day. He's played first, second, short, third, and uh, right field mm-hmm. so far. I mean, think about that. Those guys, they end up having 10, 12-year careers, minimum. Yeah. By the way, here's another interesting item. You know, Albert's approaching 3,000 games, mm-hmm. which is unheard of. You think about how many sports do we see? And Grant, you play baseball every day. But 3,000 games? That's, that's – I don't know if there will be anybody that would get to that number. I don't know if you – did you get a chance to watch the game on Peacock the other day? I know a lot of people had no, trouble, and traveling. I know it was early, and I know you were traveling. Yeah, there were a lot of issues. And by the way, uh, I don't know whether you had a chance to hear it. Dan McLaughlin on Ricky Gordon yeah. and, and uh, John Rooney. I thought it was fun, especially during the rain delay. Mm-hmm. They started going through the impersonation list, and John's got a few good ones. Danny Mac does John Miller better than John Miller does. <laughs> so I was I was happy. He's one of our teammates, and I'm happy that he's part of what we're doing. And uh, hopefully we're in postseason when he doesn't have anything to do with Valleys. Uh, he can be part of that as well. The um, So during the game, they, they talked to Albert. Uh, the the peacock. So it was Jason Benetti, Bob Walk, and Jim Edmonds were were on the call there. So they, that's a good combination. It was fun. Uh, Ed, Edmonds, I think Jason does a nice job. So good. And to hear a hitter in a booth with a pitcher, mm-hmm. uh, and they played in different eras. But bottom line is, I, I that that sounded like that could be a. Very, it was. It was. Broadcast. It was fun to listen to. Uh, I I think. For everything that the Apple TV broadcast is, I think Peacock is the exact exact opposite. I think it's you you get if you're they're you might, more traditional. It is. You, to Benetti Apple. is a true pro, and yeah. I think one of the best play by play guys on TV right now. Yeah. And adding just a different flavor, not bringing in another guy right. and putting him with it every day, but having him because the first game I watched it was White Sox Red Sox, so it was Benetti. He Benetti's always play by play, and then he was with Steve Stone who's his regular partner right. on the White Sox broadcast, and then Kevin Euclid. Okay. So you had, again, pitcher, hitter, two different eras, but the, Euclid knew the Red Sox, Stone knew the White Sox, and you you got from both sides. So I if like, you're a casual I fan. I like that concept. Yeah. If you're a casual fan, you're learning about both teams. Yeah. So anyway, Pujols was talking about the uh, – about then his shadow, Yepes, is just following him everywhere, talking I about I saw it. I him in Albert's <laughs> cubicle uh, the other day, just standing there, hanging up with the, with the shirts and caps and stuff. And Albert said, it's great. I love helping him out. It's fun. He goes, but when I he goes, when I look at the lineup card and I see that he's in left and I'm DH, and he goes, I know I'm in for a long day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I was having this conversation on my way here, and – this is the rebirth of Cardinal Nation. If you're one of these young kids mm-hmm. and you're sitting in a clubhouse with Albert and Yachty and Wayno and Arnado and Goldschmidt, you know, that's a pretty interesting collection mm-hmm. of people. And if you're a young player 
you now know what the tradition is all about. And I think because we kind of gotten away from the whole Cardinal Nation uh, or the Cardinal, Cardinal way. way. Yeah. yeah, that's really what I'm talking about. Uh, we kind of were getting away from that because we didn't have any stalwarts that were around in various areas. Now you do. And the best thing about it is they're willing to give back compared mm -hmm. to saying, well, that's his job to figure it out. And yeah. there are guys like that. No, and so that's and that's what I want. As we as you look at you, you mentioned Brendan Donovan. We brought up Yepes. You look at guys that weren't on that opening day roster, and you look at now the makeup of this team. You know, Goldschmidt's your everyday first baseman. Arenado's your everyday third baseman. Right now, with the injuries, Bader's your only center fielder uh, that you have on the roster. I know Edmund well, played Luke out Barker there the played. other day. Lou Barker played. So. You look at all of the different combinations everywhere else uh, on the field now and just how diverse this team is yeah. with, with that and the way that the young guys are coming up and hitting. I, you know, Nolan Gorman hasn't, he hasn't hit a home run yet, which I think is, you know, made him, made it so he had to be brought up. Well, the home runs that he was hitting down in AAA, you kind of looked at it, we got to bring him up here. You know, that's, He's he's hitting the cover off the ball down there. We gotta we, we gotta here's, see what he can challenge do here. He's gonna run into. If you look at this schedule, Toronto's got good pitching. Mm -hmm. San Diego's pitching is pretty good. I mean, I'm sorry, Milwaukee's pitching is pretty good. We see that a lot. And then here comes San Diego. He he's gonna get one, but I wouldn't. It, it, I, my thing was you better get one in Pittsburgh because the pitching you're gonna see from <laughs> after that is not gonna be something that that's gonna be that easily available to you. But you look, I mean, his debut could not be going any better right no, now. No, he's doing all the right things. And, you know, home runs come with time. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it the, the concept of them have changed with regard to what's acceptable because, you know, he was, what, he had over 50 strikeouts in the minors. Mm -hmm. And that was something that you, you would frown upon, but you say, well, it's high risk, high reward. You know, he'll strike out twice a night, but he'll hit a three run homer. Uh, and so, once he gets out of that mindset of feeling this is all I have to do and be a hitter, the home runs will come. Yeah, now the the way the lineup is is kind of built and, and you're seeing him, you know, securing that second spot in the lineup. And you're looking at I like it too. Yeah. I like him because you know he's gonna see good pitches. Yeah. You know? That's what I compared it yesterday to when when you know you had Larry Walker or Chris Duncan, mm -hmm. somebody like that, a power hitting lefty just sitting there in that two spot before all of the other big guys come up after him. Well, here's the key to that, too. If Edmund gets on base, his base stealing threat will make them even concentrate on throwing in more fastballs. Um, and then, of course, you say to yourself, who do we want to face, this guy or the guy that's behind him in Goldschmidt who is having a phenomenal season mm -hmm. right now? Uh, and, you know, I, had, I interviewed him last week, and he's such a stoic guy that's – bare bones he just well i just see it and try and hit it mm -hmm. you know i got an idea of what's going on uh he doesn't have these protracted uh descriptions on how to hit um but he understands the game and man he just he's not getting himself out like that pitch last night the previous pitch not this it was one ball two strikes they threw the first pitch was a ball no first pitch was a was a strike no no first pitch was ball then they threw him a pitch inside the mist. That no, first pitch strike. Next pitch they threw him inside mist, and uh, they threw that. They threw another pitch a little bit more in. They call a strike because he kind of looked back at the umpire mm -hmm. and like, "What yeah. was that?" 
And then, you know, and so he's thinking like I'm thinking they're going to throw that same pitch again to him because he, they'll think he's going to look outside yeah. and they threw it in the same spot. And, you know, we all had a chance to go home early or a little earlier than we would have. I was going to say it was a quick moving game until they got into the bullpen. That's it's always uh, that it, was, it was flying yesterday with. And Michaelis were both pitching. Well, Michaelis always works quick. <clears throat> yeah, which is we, we don't know what's going to be like tonight because, as I mentioned, with Hicks pitching, and I'm going to talk to Ollie about that today. Do you say to a pitcher, "Look, man, you got to pick it up mm-hmm. because you you're killing us out here"? I mean, because he and Hudson had two of the slowest games I've seen in a long time. Their last two outings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we know that uh, they'll be without Yachty tonight, though, so it'll be a young guy behind the plates. Uh, managing that game, Yachty out for He'll I be guess back, uh, Thursday. Is that what they said? Yeah. Well, what happened is kid hurt himself in, yeah. in the game, so he had surgery today, I believe. Okay. And uh, so we got an off day tomorrow, so we'll probably see. Well, he's gonna pitch. He'll, yeah, he's gonna be here Thursday because you know who's pitching. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> that, that takes care of that. <laughs> Make sure he gets that flight back here by uh by then that's a big series this uh this weekend is uh cardinals two games back now of milwaukee uh, milwaukee lost to the padres last night and the cardinals get their win the cardinals have a tough one ahead of them tonight going against uh going against gossman tonight yeah but the cardinals have hit gossman reasonably well when he was in san francisco so Mm -hmm. but you know what you can't take any of these games for granted uh and it's a different looking team from last year as far as gossman's concerned so uh I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. Last night, um, Michaelis last night, he two runs were credited to him with the uh, when Palante walked mm-hmm. in, the two guys' bases loaded. But Michaelis, another very good outing. Is he, is, is he an all star right now? Yeah. I mean, look at his numbers. That's, what, I was, that's yeah, what I'm no, looking I, at his numbers so. across the board. That's what I, you know, I thought that last night that before the game. Between now and July. Yeah. But he certainly is going to be in the conversation. I think, obviously, Arnado and Goldschmidt are in yeah. that conversation. Uh, you know, Ed Edmund. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Not that's voted what, in though. I mean, that's, no, he'll make the yeah. team. Uh, but what happens if you have the two corner guys that get voted in? Got to so, get voted in his last year. He doesn't have Buster Posey to go against what? in the voting now. Yeah, that's a good question. But you know, here's the thing: I feel that baseball should do. I think they should have a commissioner selection. And you think for a guy, this is his last year, service to the game. I think they should have what they call a commissioner selection. When Albert goes too, then yeah. So, which by the way, I've been I've been closely following uh, the gifts that teams are giving them in their last uh, last home stands there. Yeah. So I've just to you know make sure that they are because you know Jeter Ortiz they got stuff everywhere they went there last year. So this has been uh, something that I've I've been locked in on. This year and the What's Mets been the coolest gift. Other they than the they Mets haven't done five grand. Yeah, I was gonna say the nothing, nothing yet so far. Like the the Giants were just like okay, they just recognize yeah, them they recognize them. The yeah. Mets haven't yet. So uh, disappointed with um, where where they oh Miami didn't do anything for them. But I mean, they that's, recognize them on the scoreboard. Did they? Yeah, yeah, I think it was like the fifth inning. If I'm not mistaken. I think it was a fifth game. Okay. Because everywhere else they've gone, they haven't gone anywhere else this year that's been the last visit there yet. Yeah. So everywhere else has been we'll teams. So I'll, I'll be interested to see what Cincinnati gives Yachty. That's what I was like. When you get to the when you get towards the end of the year, those National League Central teams, like what they're gonna give those yeah. uh those guys for that. 
they might as well just give Albert ownership of PNC Park yeah. for the numbers get that he's put. Own, get him his own parking space there. <laughs> they, are, they already got le- right field named after Clemente. You might yeah. as well name left field after Albert for all the balls he's put out uh, out there. Hey, this is Lunch with Claims and Joe. We are powered by Ameren, Illinois, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, and that's where we are today here on Manchester. You can find them online at stlouisacura.com. And uh, Claims, hey, as uh, we're about to hear, the only 30-time winner of the uh, Acura Precision Team Award. We'll be back in just a bit. At St. Louis Acura, new inventory is arriving daily, both new and pre-owned. Our buying team adds a higher level of personalized service that others can't match. We sell over 100 pre-owned vehicles monthly, and many of these are matched by our buying teams in Missouri and Illinois. As new Acura production ramps up, be one of the lucky ones to try the newest Type S models now available. Performance has never been so stylish and comfortable. St. Louis Acura remains committed to becoming better than ever for you. I'm with the home loan experts, James and Jason Gillespie, their father and son combination. James, you guys not only do great work with mortgages, you also do great work in the community. That is correct, Mike. We have several programs for the community where we're out helping the community as well. Isn't that right, Jason? You're right, Dad. We are doing a ton of work in the community, but we're also doing a ton of work helping home buyers refinance and buy homes. All you have to do is give us a call. Twenty twenty two marks the fortieth anniversary of the memorable nineteen eighty two World Championship team. The Cardinals will be celebrating this remarkable championship all season long. On Friday, May twenty seventh, twenty five thousand fans, ages sixteen and older, will take home a nineteen eighty two inspired baseball T shirt featuring the roster of this World Championship team. For more information, go to Cardinals.com slash promotions. A big 1982 weekend this weekend, Klaibs, uh with the Brewers in town celebrating 40 years. Since Is that, that this weekend? That's this weekend. So you got yeah. the 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 Simmons. You got the Simmons replica statue this yeah. weekend. You got the the 1982 T-shirt this weekend. See, I thought they were coming in later in the year. They might come in later in the year too. I know they're doing stuff this weekend yeah. for uh for that too. I don't know if the players are going to be in. This uh, this See, weekend, this is Memorial yeah, Day weekend yeah, too. So big holiday weekend. Brewers in town. Padres no, next it's week. It's later in the year. I, now that I remember, I'm going to tell you when, so everybody can get their tickets, because that'll be a lot of fun to see those guys coming back. So I'm saying it's going to happen in August, August 12th, 13th, and 14th. Okay. So weekend series. Who's that against? Milwaukee it's against Milwaukee again. All right, because I know the Hall of Fame is a uh, whatever weekend that is. I know I'm out of town, whatever the weekend the Hall of Fame is. that the two weekends after that? Is that the 27th? You're right. Yeah. Is that against the, the Braves? I think that's the Braves, the 27th. You are correct, sir. Yeah, I think that's that might be the Hall of Fame for uh, for that weekend. Uh, again, cardinals.com slash promotions for all of uh, all of those tickets. And, hey, just follow uh, follow our socials, too. We got tickets to give away. I think we, we might have. I don't know. You check. Uh, you have to check what you have and see if we have tickets to give away. For, uh, for tonight, for this weekend, we'll give those. Uh, well, I think this weekend might be out. You got this weekend out? I don't know about tonight um, for that. But, hey, also, uh, we got NBA playoffs to, uh, to talk about. Today is Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. We have two for Tuesday. We have two for tomorrow. There's 
They got, who's the, tomorrow? Blue Jays against tomorrow? I'm sorry, Thursday. Thursday, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, we got, okay. We'll uh, we'll give those away online. Hey, tonight, Warriors, Mavericks. Warriors are up three games to none. Uh, Nobody's the, ever come back from that, by the way. The NBA already, uh, already um, shot their bullet having Scott Foster uh, officiate the game last night between the Heat and the Celtics. So you know that they, you know, he's the extender. Claves, you yes. need to extend a series. You have uh, you have Scott Foster uh, referee yeah. that game. That they should have saved him for tonight to make sure they they get a little more no, out of that series. No, there's nothing to say. I mean, Scott Foster could have his twin brother working the game, and Golden State's that much better than Dallas right now. Um, man, Golden State's clicking, and they may get a think a dollar back. Uh, Peyton Jr. He might be back. Um, they 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 could be a handful in the finals. Um, but I don't think Dallas has much of a chance tonight. Now at home in Dallas, in Dallas, I don't, I don't think so. I think this team is understanding that rest is important. Mm-hmm. Get this over with. Let's fly home and wait for these other teams to beat each other's brains yeah. out. So I, I, I think they're going to turn it up a notch early tonight. Yeah, that's I, and I think we all kind of saw this coming. I think maybe a year longer than it, it would have taken. But mm-hmm. when Golden State, went on that run and then you saw curry and a lot of the guys get hurt and they you know took a step back they they had a lottery pick i mean they were they were real bad but you knew that it was going to come back you knew that it wasn't they weren't going to be down forever yeah and then quickly getting back in here where if if the heat and the celtics beat each other up enough that series goes long i know that's I don't. I mean, the Warriors might just roll through the finals too. No, those guys will get there to finals. They'll earn it. I don't think you. I don't think you'll see a sweep. Uh, but isn't it amazing, as we watch the NBA season, how many injuries we're seeing in mm-hmm. the playoffs compared to years past? Where uh, maybe it's the fact that the actual schedule is the, the legitimate one they used to have, and there's just a little bit more physical play. But I'm I'm shocked at how many guys are going down. Uh, NHL, we're kind of seeing the same thing. Now we're back to a normal schedule. Mm-hmm. I think there's some guys who hit the wall and fatigue is set in, and uh, they're paying a very severe price for it. The uh, who do you like right now in uh, that that Heat Celtics? I still like the Heat because if they get Butler, Lowry, and or a Hero back, I don't think Boston's got bulky right now he's the only rim protector they have you know al hoffer gives you an effort but he, he bam out of bio destroyed them yeah. the other day and like i said if they get those three guys back i think boston's gonna have a handful horford decent game last night filled yeah. the filled the stat sheet last he night got off early and that was the key and you know they kind of sent miami i've never seen an nba team just falter like mm. that in the first half and i kept saying well it's the first it's the first half you know how the NBA works, guys. Turn on man. Miami just never had an answer the whole night. The uh, so so right now in the NBA, saw this stat earlier. I'm gonna try to try to find it again here. The margin of victory last 17 playoff games. The margin of victory has been 19.8 points for the last games for the last 17 NBA playoff games. So that means somebody gave up. It has been blowouts. Uh, every, I mean, just about every game there have been in the last 17 playoff games, there have been a total of seven clutch time minutes in, uh, in these games. 
I, the ratings haven't. I mean, the ratings aren't going to be great if that's the case. There's there's no that's reason to, to lock in and watch all of these well, games when they're blowouts like I, this. I think though it's when the blowout takes place. Mm-hmm. A good example is how soon goaltenders are pulled off, off the ice in the third period when you're mm-hmm. down by two, and all of a sudden you're down by two and you lose by four, and people, man, that was a blowout. Well, no, it wasn't. You know, they were playing with an extra attacker; they just couldn't score. I think in the NBA, you have a series where you always can climb back in it in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And when you don't do something in the first three to four minutes of the quarter, that's when teams start to pack it in, figure we'll go get them tomorrow or whenever the next game's going to be. How much of the uh, the PGA Championship did you get a chance to watch I this watched, weekend? I watched a good deal of it. Uh, I was happy for Justin Thomas. Uh, he's a guy that we see down in Jupiter all the time. Uh, Zal Torres, though, is going to be around. Okay, He's a really good golfer. Uh, uh, but I was amazed at two things. The weather change. Mm-hmm. I mean, one day it was how does it walking on the sun, and the next day guys, have they're layered up. You weren't here this weekend. It sucked this so weekend. I, Saturday, I Saturday was one of the just shittiest days that uh, I can remember in a long, you, long time. You might be the fifth person who said it just like that. Um <laughs> uh, but but the day before in Oklahoma, it was okay. I was talking to somebody who was at the tournament. He said, man, it's between the wind. He said, well, we're supposed to have some different weather the next day. But I, I didn't think he thought it was going to be that different. Um, the other thing about the PGA, it was hard to, to watch Tiger. Yeah. And NBC was stuck with him because he went off early. And so they kind of followed him. And he just – he wasn't making shots. And – he made a business decision after that third yeah, round. Yeah, he should. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now there have been some articles that, like, he needs to hang it up. It's over. I don't know when you say it's over for a guy like that because until he figures out how to maneuver things with his his leg, we're going to see that. Because he, mm-hmm. he was swinging like a guy who was not in shape or his body was breaking down at 16. It's a 16 hole. He was just swinging from his arms and not using his body because he couldn't. Uh, so we'll see what next event he decides to pick up. I know you think he, he plays another one before the British? He might want to get a tune-up. And, and, and the thing is, with him, everybody thought, well, he'd do well at this course. He's played that course well. Well, the one they're playing the British at, he's done really well at. Mm-hmm. He's already been over there for a couple of practice rounds. So you just never know. And, again, I think you don't know what the weather's going to be like. And I think weather has more of an impact on his game now than it ever has. Yeah, that, uh, there's yeah, there's nothing that's going to keep him away from St. Andrews uh, next month. And that's the thing. I don't know if he needs to play in these tournaments. I mean, because he could just go out and just – he can go out and he can walk 18. He can go play and he can go do that. I don't know if the tournament setting is something he needs to really put himself yeah, out there I, for. I think is he it? does because I think he has – a be physically conditioned for terrain and, and how to approach things and where do you draw energy and strength when you're at 16 mm-hmm. and you got three holes to play. I, I think you, 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 you don't have, a, you have a, you're always having a dress rehearsal. I think for him at this stage of his career, I think there was a time, as you mentioned, he could just do his thing and play and he'd be fine. But I think he has to go through that process mm-hmm. because his body is being physically challenged on a regular basis now. 
We uh we wrap things up here at Mungadass St. Louis Acura. Just come on out here, check out the showroom floor they have out here, or go online to stlouisacura.com and see all the cars they have available. Um, game tonight against Toronto, big uh, big weekend series against Milwaukee before the Padres come into town, and uh, the Padres playing really good baseball right now too without Fernando Tatis Jr. on the uh, on the team. What else do you have lined up? Well, we're gonna probably talk to Kevin Weeks tomorrow. Uh-huh with regard to what happens with the Blues and the rest of the playoffs. Um, Obviously, you guys are going to be talking a lot of baseball, and uh, we'll have another edition of the Joe West Podcast coming up on Monday. Yeah, Eduardo Uh, Perez is on uh, this week. Yeah, and I've already heard great things about that podcast. Um, And we're going to have his dad on down the road. Yep. And we've got a few other people. Joe Buck's going to be part of it in June. We've got a couple of other guys. I'm not allowed that, to. I'm not allowed to say who's on the show, but he he just comes out well, here and I, says. I mean, oh. I personally confirmed it. But we'll give everybody a heads up. I'm Trust not allowed me. to mention our the interviews we've already recorded. Yeah. Uh, but you just come out. No, it's different than saying what we already have in the can compared to people they can look forward to. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, very much. I, I'm. I, I am looking forward to because one of the things. By the way, did you watch him on the PGA thing with Michael Collins? I was following it here and there yeah. uh, on it. Yeah, I thought. I was talking to Frank Husano about this on Saturday. I think this is going to be a trend we're going to see. And, and I'm, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Turner in postseason had the, the their crew on TBS mm-hmm. for a conference finals game. Barkley, you mean? Like yeah, something, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think you're going to see more of that, especially with these networks that have multiple outlets. Uh, and I think it's it's – they want to give you the environment as if you're sitting on the couch with them. And I I think that's going to be a trend of the future. I don't think I'm opposed to it. I think you just have to have the right combination. And I think with Joe and Michael Collins, it really worked in my opinion. With um, in regards to the Joe West podcast and and Joe Buck coming out, I think one of the things I really enjoyed hearing Eduardo Perez talk about was running around the hallways there at Riverfront Stadium as a kid mm-hmm. and some of the stuff that, you know, the, the rules that were there are talking about, you know, his best friend being Pete Rose Jr. And, you know, just the, the, the relationships that he has from that, hearing the stories like that from Joe Buck uh, and knowing, you know, mm-hmm. that he also grew up in a, in a, in a baseball stadium, yeah. very different from the way Eduardo Different Perez grew level, up yeah. <laughs> there, but still the people that he would run into and see all the time as a, uh, as a kid and then growing up in the business as well. Um, they're fun stories. They, they are fun stories that you will, uh, that you hear on the, on the Joe West podcast and very much looking forward to having Joe join us in, uh, in the month of June for, uh, for that. Groovy. That'll do it for us out here at Munganas St. Louis Acura. We thank them for having us out here. Next month, we'll be over at uh, at the Alton Shop at, uh, on Home Rounds Parkway to say uh, say hi to Jamie at Munganas Alton Toyota. Until then, lots of great content up on ClabesOnline.com. Rammer and I have the Daily Cards Live. Rammer and uh, Rocchio also with Two Man Game talking uh, NBA playoffs and a little slew Billiken notes here and there. So plenty of stuff for you on Claves Online. I am Joe Roderick. We will talk to you soon. At St. Louis Acura, new inventory is arriving daily, both new and pre-owned. 
our buying team adds a higher level of personalized service that others can't match. We sell over 100 pre-owned vehicles monthly, and many of these are matched by our buying teams in Missouri and Illinois. As new Acura production ramps up, be one of the lucky ones to try the newest Type S models now available. Performance has never been so stylish and comfortable. St. Louis Acura remains committed to becoming better than ever for you.